Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables and new technologies supported by more data and IT systems are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome to another episode of DNVGL Talks Energy. My guest today is Dr. Dirk Biermann, Chief Markets and System Operations Officer from 50 Hertz. Welcome, Dirk. Yes, hello. Dirk, um, nice you are here. We want to discuss energy transition uh, today, a very vibrant topic uh, everywhere in the world, but of course also in Germany, where you are coming from. Um, before we start, it would be great if you could introduce yourself as well as 50 Hertz for us a little bit. Yes, I'm Managing Director in 50 Hertz. That's easier than the long title that you have mentioned. Uh, 50 Hertz is one of four transmission system operators in Germany and we are covered with our grid area mainly the northeastern part of Germany, the former GDR, but also some parts around Hamburg and Hamburg itself. Yep, okay. So Hamburg is my hometown, so I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very good. Um, so um, there are many reports out there um, forecasting the future of the energy system. And it's clear we have a transition ahead. DNVGL has just uh, launched their energy transition outlook here on the Singapore International Energy Week. Um, and we foresee that renewables will have a huge role to play in the future where we move to more electrification, for example, of the areas transport and heat. Um, and while we are here in a region around uh, Singapore, Southeast Asia, where the renewable um, share in the grid is relatively small still compared to other regions, I think Germany is one of these regions or countries where there is already a lot of renewables and where many people can learn from. Maybe you can share with us a little bit what are the challenges for you uh, as transmission system operator with such a great share of renewables in the system. Yes, indeed. Uh, Germany is a kind of lab and especially uh, the 50 Hertz area is a kind of uh, pilot region for renewables integration and for uh, for a green future. Uh, Since we have already now a 50% share of renewables um, in comparison to the consumption in our area, so 50% is coming from renewables. And uh, this, of course, uh, gives uh, quite a lot of challenges since it is mainly from volatile renewables. So it's mainly from wind power and solar power. So all the intermittency, all the uh, decentralized nature of the renewables is the challenge that we have to cope with, that we have to master. Right, so you mentioned 50%, that is uh, a really large amount. How do you handle this? What are, I mean, I'm looking really out for what can this region or other parts of the world learn from the German experience. Um, so how can you handle these high amounts of renewables? Is it like better power electronics or is it you know, working together with the neighboring countries that you can maybe have some loop flows uh, to get rid of uh, the electricity which is not required in your grid? Can you share a little bit with us how that works? Uh, this is of course a, a, a difficult question and also the answer is a difficult one and not a, not, not, not a simple one that uh, There's one measure and then it is done. When you look on this uh, development, uh, I would like to differentiate there three different stages, three different phases of renewables penetration. In the first phase, there's simply nothing to do. You integrate a few uh, windmills or some PV panels and that's it. 
and maybe you have to take uh, care of additional uh, grid connections, maybe you have to do some very specific and very local uh, reinforcement of your grid and that's it. And then with a couple of percent you enter into a second phase where you have to take uh, actions to, to manage this. But these actions typically are first of all technical actions that you have to take. Uh, for instance, you have to make sure that the stability in the grid is, is still ensured, that you adjust your, um, your control power uh, schemes, that you need to level out the, the fluctuations. But you do it just gradually and it's, it's, not a, it's not a revolution, it's just an evolution, I would say. But then when you approach uh, in an interconnected system, I would say maybe the 40% or the 35%, then it becomes serious because then it's no longer just about making some technical enhancement but uh, then it is really about redesigning, rethinking the system and redesigning the market which is not uh, only of course a TSO issue but which is an issue of politics of the whole society um, but then with such high shares of renewables it does not go without this redesign of the market. And uh, this is what we have to some extent already done in Germany and uh, what we are currently doing, that we adjust, that we further develop the market to absorb, absorb these uh, high share of renewables. One important step there, or important thing there that has to be done is how to deal with this intermittency of the renewables. And you can imagine with some 35 gigawatts wind, respectively uh, solar power in Germany, um, the volatility is enormous. And uh, the first step that we had done in the past already was that we uh, built up a quite liquid intraday market. That was good, that was to some extent not directly connected to the renewables development. But then, and this is still our task, we have been developing this market further towards the needs of renewables integration. What do I mean with this? We shortened the lead times on this intraday market. We increased the granularity of products on the markets from one hour products to, to 50 minute pr products. And we did this to enable the market participants to balance themselves using the products of the market, using the products of the intraday market. And of course, the shorter the lead times are, uh, the better you can estimate, you can forecast your balancing need and then you can react. So we did these things and nowadays you see that um, uh, this was successful since the volumes or for regulating power decrease while the volumes on the intraday market are increasing. Right. So <clears throat> it's interesting talking about markets and talking also about price points. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, today we are very much still focused on price per kilowatt hour. Um, we are thinking with uh, very high renewable scenarios um, that we need to get into a more, uh, you know, uh, adaptive uh, pricing structure where other services to the grid can have a price tag as well, like ancillary services for frequency stabilization, for example. What do you foresee happening in Germany there, or are there maybe 
some developments like this already? I must say that I'm quite relaxed there. Um, of course, we will be in the need of more flexibility than today because of more intermittent energy producers in the future. But this increase will be a rather moderate one. It is strongly correlated uh, to PV, not so much to wind power. And um, we are very confident that also in the future we will have more than enough uh, flexibility in Germany available. Nowadays, this can be proved with the prices for flexibility. Flexibility prices are quite low in Germany, which is also, I would say, the major reason why further technological development is not so much incentivized at the moment, because um, the prices are low and it does not make very much economical sense uh, to do so. By the way, the same with the batteries. Uh, batteries can be very useful in a system, but nowadays with low flexibility prices in Germany, it's difficult for them to, to build a, a business case. Um, in the future, okay, this will change a little bit, but I don't see any major uh, disruption there. So also for the future, I would predict that we will have no scarcity and flexibility, that we will have very moderate uh, flexibility prices. Uh, since we have a lot of options how to provide flexibility, it can be in a world with less conventional power than today. It can be the renewable plants themselves providing flexibility. It can be batteries. It can be a demand response. Uh, so um, all these technologies are already somehow available and they are available at rather low marginal costs. So where should the high prices come from? Another point, of course, is the adequacy in the system. That even though flexibility might be available, we might not have enough capacity available to cover peak load while the wind is not blowing and the sun is not shining. And there is foresee scarcity within the next years. Nowadays, we are still in a phase with uh, overcapacity in the German market. Prices are very low. It's difficult to see any investment signal on this market for new capacity. And uh, a lot of capacity will be decommissioned in the next years. And then 2020, 22, I would expect that we will see some scarcity in generation adequacy. And uh, well, well before this, uh, politics have to make a decision whether they continue to bet on the on energy-only market and say, okay, the price spikes will come with the scarcity and then the investment signals will be there, or whether they are not so confident and then we will have to establish some capacity remuneration schemes or capacity markets or whatsoever. Right. I mean, it's interesting, uh, you know, there's this uh, challenge of, uh, there's a big opportunity of moving into decarbonized future with renewables. I think it's clear that's going to come. But as you clearly describe, um, there are some technical challenges, but there's also uncertainty here and there because we do not exactly know how politicians make decisions, how maybe different countries who could collaborate to, you know, get something out there on a big larger scale, uh, how, how this will all pan out. So. As 50 hertz, how, how do you innovate? How do you get prepared for the future um, looking ahead? There are two uh, pillars of our development. The one is, of course, hardware. We have to extend the grid 
for the transport of wind power from north to south. We have to enforce the, reinforce the interconnections with our neighbors because this is good uh, for the balancing of the system if you connect different generation portfolios with different shares of renewables and so on and so forth. So this is one pillar, a very costly one, a very big one. Uh, the second pillar is uh, developing an intelligent uh, system based on digitalization, based on innovations uh, that, uh, that we currently see. And I would like to give you one example there, and that is the Windnote project, very f famous, very well known in Germany, uh, maybe not so much abroad. This is a big project together with some 40 to 50 partners. 50 Hertz is leading this project. And there we currently build a kind of prototype of the future decentralized and green world. And it's a real, it's a real life uh, lab, a real life prototype there. So we really work together with the partners in their different roles, like distribution system operators, like um, providers of flexibility, uh, and so on and so forth. And the aim is to organize uh, this um, with intelligent communication and uh, smart interactions of all market players. So talking about uh, decentralization, that's of course a huge topic in many areas of the world. I mean, if you look at this area of the world, we have a lot of islands which need power. Um, so the findings in this, uh, in this project, how do you plan kind of to make that tangible for society? How, how, can we, uh, you know, how can we participate in this and learn from this? It's a very nice question, since one of the aims of this project, of the Windnote project, is what we call dissemination. That we want to make uh, the solutions developed there tangible to the outside world, to the society. Why? Uh, first of all, of course, because it is a good test and uh, it is good uh, if uh, politics, politicians, decision makers uh, understand what is going on, but then also to create acceptance for the energy transformation. And we believe that this acceptance, which is very high at the moment in Germany, even though energy transformation is a very costly uh, issue in Germany, nevertheless, we have the acceptance. But to keep this, it is good that people really understand what it is all about. So this is one part of the project to uh, create, for instance, showrooms. Showrooms where you can touch, where you can explore uh, the in intelligent solutions from WindNode yourself. And the second thing that uh, we have very high on our agenda as, uh, as 50 Hertz is that uh, we want to um, bring this, to share this knowledge also with uh, the outside world, so abroad. Uh, and we founded a daughter company that is called EGI. And the purpose of this daughter company is to go global with the knowledge from energy transition in Germany, also with some other uh, knowledge from also from our Belgian colleagues in the group and from asset management, um, share this. And uh, this will also help to uh, get a better understanding for the energy transformation in Germany that uh, what I have learned is not only a German energy transformation, but it is a global trend with many countries envisaging similar amounts of renewables. And uh, then it's good to uh, put all available best practice together. 
Right. So one thing, actually, we have talked about technical challenges in this transformation. One thing I pick up talking to many people from the industry, there's a second challenge we have as companies that we also need to have kind of a transformation of the skills we apply to these changes. So as a transmission system operator, what do you think are the skills you require in addition to those you have now and how do you get to those skills? Mm. The first skill is a very basic one. Since we have to um, extend the grid so much and we have to deal so much now with um, society, with authorities, with politics to um, get the permissions for a new infrastructure, um, we had to learn to be more open, to be more transparent than in the past and to really involve people, to really involve society to get a certain level of acceptance, even though it remains difficult, but to get a certain level of acceptance for our infrastructure product, projects and thus to get the permissions. This is a very basic skill, but we had to learn it because in previous times that was not, not necessary, that was not recognized as, a, as an important skill. Uh, then, of course, we have to be much more agile than in the past. Look on the volatility, on the intermittency, we have to react quickly. We need very fast and very efficient decision-making processes in the company that we did not have in the past. So we had to evolve also our company culture for that. And uh, finally, it's of course very much about big data, about digitalization, so we need new skills in data analytics, in IT, in telecommunication. Uh, this is a big challenge for us. Dirk, unfortunately we come already to an end of this episode, but I have one last question for you. And this is, uh, what is your major takeaway from the Singapore International Energy Week 2017? It is really a great event at a great place. Uh, so I understand that Singapore, for me it's the first time in Singapore, that this is really a hub where um, things develop faster than elsewhere. It's a hub that we hopefully can use also from a European perspective to, to spread, to share our knowledge with our Asian partners. And I think for this the Energy Work is really the perfect place, the perfect event. And I was really impressed to see how many countries have really a very positive attitude towards energy transition, energy transformation, towards the uh, global uh, climate uh, targets and um, how ambitious uh, they are. So we are not alone in the world with our energy transformation in Germany which is good. Right, this is really nice words to close on, Dirk. Many thanks for these valuable insights, sharing the experience as a transmission system operator from Germany. I think a lot we can learn also for other parts in the world. And to the listeners, uh, thank you very much for listening in. This was Dr. Dirk Biermann, Chief Markets and System Operations Officer from 50 Hertz. This episode is the last episode for year 2017, but we will be back first week January 2018 with new interesting guests. I would like to take the opportunity to convey season's greetings and wish all of you a happy new year. 
Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit dnvgl.com/talksenergy.